Hello, and welcome to the Good Growth Podcast. Across many of our episodes, you would have heard our guests talk of the importance of being customer-centric and having access to real-time customer data to help them and their organization make better decisions and uncover ways to increase their own efficiency and productivity. In today's world, when you hear about organizations wanting to become more efficient and productive, the term artificial intelligence is never too far away. So on this episode, I'm interested in the role AI can play in surfacing the voice of the customer to the organization. Uh, and to talk this through, I'm delighted to be joined by the co-founder of Bots and Us, Andre Dinescu. Andre, welcome. Thanks a lot for having me. It's really exciting to be here. Uh, brilliant to have you on. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, um, uh, particularly sort of who you are, what you do. Uh, let's get started straight away. Let, can you give us an overview of what is Bots and Us? Uh, who are you and how, how did you come about? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bots and Us is a robotics company. Uh, it started out of the out of the UK, and it's a uh, we specialize and we focus on fully autonomous robots designed for real time data capturing in highly dynamic spaces. So spaces, if you think, all the way from a retail store to a warehouse, and everything in between, really. Um, to give you a bit of background on on who we are as a team really, and as a, as a founding team, uh, myself and my technical co-founder Adrian, we've pretty much been friends since forever, over 20 years now, we've, uh, we've went to uni together and we've competed in various robotics competitions. And we've always sort of like had a, had a passion and a, a desire to build a bit of technology and obviously by having a robotics focus and passion, we wanted to build robots and see them out in the wild, see them sort of like bringing value into companies and people's lives. Now, that's all nice and good, but our third co-founder, Juana, she comes with a, with a background from retail, actually, and she's the one that really helped us shape the use cases for our robots, and she basically, um, she was the one that put the business behind everything that we were building. I guess um, really important to mention that uh, also Matt, who's our founding engineer, he's pretty much joined us a week into the, the company's life after we had formed. He's probably one of the most passionate persons I know about driving really deep business impact by in, by utilizing technology. That's how we came to be. So it sounds like it's a real good blend there of technical and commercial expertise between between you all. Um, you've got a really interesting, really uh, incredible really engineering background. Um, you've worked particularly uh, uh, with cars and in, and in motorsports. Can you just give us a little bit of flavor in that and how that helped shape your vision for what uh, Bots and Us would become? Yeah, I mean, my background is um, is in control systems and electronics, uh, historically to what I've studied in school, and then I decided to specialize in, in motorsport technology, really. Um, I had a great passion for Formula One. Um, it's pretty much the reason why I decided to move over to the UK. I'm originally from, from Romania, and if you want to get into F1, UK is, is pretty much one of the best places in the world, if not the best, the vast majority of the teams here. But what fascinated me about it is... is so like the, the level of technological advancements more than anything else is that combination of engineering and the drive for the highest performance possible. And that's pretty much what we look to bring over to bots and us as well is kind of finding ways of thinking outside the box, not taking no for an answer and always pushing ourselves to win and basically to make robots part of society. That's what winning is for us. So, so really motorsport is, is really the mindset and that sort of like performance environment that I managed to, or I carry over 
more than anything else. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting yeah takeaway and something that yeah I can see how that helps. Uh, it helps you start up bots and us. Um, can, can you then give us an overview of of, of what bots and us actually sells? Um, what, what what kind of things do bots and us offer? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we offer robots as a service, so it's a subscription based model which allows us to give our customers the, the hardware, give them the robots, and allows us to get them to subscribe to the data packages, basically to the insights the robots generate. And if you think about it, autonomous robots designed for real-time data insights and real-time data collection, just them being autonomous means they should be fully transparent or completely virtually invisible to the customer. They should operate on the premises without any kind of user intervention and they should just be returning value and, and generating the data insights these businesses need to operate more efficiently. So that's in a nutshell what we do and what we offer. Uh, and where might you typically find then a bots and us product and, and who are the kind of people you're typically, typically selling to? We are, um, we're a B2B company, so we sell to other businesses and uh, you can probably find a, a bots and us robot in a retail store or in the back of the house, in a logistics warehouse that serves various industries. So even, even our applications and our use cases for retail were all evolving around the operational side of things. So basically generating, again, data insights telling the, these companies where their products are in store, how they're moving about, all the way to warehouses where you can have a complete, completely transparent and fully visible warehouse, how your goods arrive into the warehouse, how they move about and how to take through like inventory without having to stress and utilize and further stretch your current workforce. It's very interesting technology. Um, how, so it looks like you've got two robots then, uh, and one, I guess, more like you say, warehouse logistics focus, one perhaps more of a customer facing focus. Can you just explain a little bit more about those, those two robots that you have, or two main robots? Yeah, definitely. I guess the, the two, two main, uh, main robots, one is called Bo and one is called Mim. So Bo was, was really the first product we've, we thought of. And, and initially, you know, back in 2015, when we started the company, we thought, oh, Bo is going to be, you know, the, the perfect home companion and a home assistant. Um, we were very excited about the idea. And then we started looking into the business case behind it and how you can make this a reality. And very, very quickly, we realized that it's a lot easier to make the commercial use case and commercial space use case work than it is to make the, the all elusive, I would say, home assistant robot work. So we've kind of took Bo and then we looked at how can you shape this to become suitable for, for public environments and places like airports, like, uh, like I said, retail stores and so on. Now, MIM was born more from a, from a market pool and a customer demand than our own ideas. So basically, one of our flag, flagship customers approached us and said, hey, look, I have over a thousand stores and I don't have any way of, of getting real time information from the stores and fitting thousands and thousands of cameras everywhere is not really feasible. Can you guys adapt your autonomous technology to create something that works for us? So that's kind of that's kind of we how we looked at, at bringing MIM to market and, and how it came to be. And now the logistics um, is basically a no barrier entry for us. It's, utilizing the same tech stack, but transposing the robot over to, to warehouses and, and cargo sheds and things like that. 
So taking uh, Bo, for example, if I was a customer walking in uh, to a store, or I was uh, walking around the airport or anything like that, and I come across Bo, what sort of interaction might I have uh, with, with Bo? Um, that's, a, that's, that's a very good question. Um, you would have a combination of uh, voice, touch, and visual interaction. So the robots have a display on them. They have voice-enabled command and control, and they also can uh, speak back what, what they understand and speak, speak back information. So they can um, guide passengers around the airport, um, speak multiple languages. Because they're autonomous and they're mobile, they can actually make their way and move to various points of, of the airport or various points of the store. So again, if you move from asking directions in a, in a very big space like an airport to a retail store, you can ask how to get a specific product, you can ask for, for service, and you can interact, like I said, through voice and touch with the um, display it has. Sounds pretty cool. Um, so what kind of uh, questions then are your customers or your prospective customers coming to you with? And, and what are their sort of challenges that they're facing that, that you're helping them solve? Yeah, so for example, on the, on the retail side, uh, one of, the, one of the, the big questions that we get asked a lot is, is how can I uh, keep an eye and track what's happening with my shelves when I have over five, 600 stores? How can I make sure that my customers that walk into my store find the product they need when they need it at the right location and it's not out of stock. So basically that's what we can offer them. We can offer them an autonomous technology allows them to actually react and make sure they, they always keep their customers happy and the product is always present for them. And on the logistics side, one of the big question is how can I keep track of pallets and goods that are coming into the warehouse? How can I make sure that they're the right size, they're whatever, or like has been declared and then I can optimize space on shelves and optimize space on, on the racking. Because if you look at everything that's happening, especially with COVID, how e-commerce has been accelerated, probably warehouse real estate has become one of the most valuable assets. Everyone's looking to expand in the area, but we can only grow it so much. So we need to make sure we can fully utilize the space and run as efficiently as possible. Uh, so that's a, I mean, that's a brilliant overview of your product, what you offer. Um, uh, but there's also uh, an approach and a mindset to what you do and what you offer, isn't there? I mean, you, your products, uh, I, I think you've touched on it, really are, are very much data-driven, real-time data, um, but give businesses that customer-centric approach. So they're hearing what customers either are, are, are wanted to buy, what's selling well, um, or if it's saying the example of the airport, where is it they're looking to go, what problems are they facing the most? Um, so what what made you go down this route and, and, and take in this mindset? And then what does that enable uh, you to achieve and also your customers? So looking at looking at autonomous technology, it's, it's very much a platform that has a, a lot of capability and it has a lot of um, a lot of use cases that you can put on top of it. What we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that our tech is first and foremost useful. That's basically the key to adoption. It, it's nice to build robots and we're all passionate about building the technology for the sake of building the technology, but if you can't find a good way to solve the customer problems with it, it's not going to get the level of adoption that we want to see from it. So just generating data for just simple raw data is not very, very useful. Obviously, is if you can transform that in data insights, and if you can look at finding the right level of information and the right type of information to serve the customers, that's basically when you have a, a winning solution. And that's that's been our guiding principle as well. That's why I mentioned the 
meme was really created by the market pool more than anything else. Basically, they came with a problem. We looked at solving it with the bits of technology we are really good at, but we always look at solving it and providing our customers with the best possible experience and the best possible data sets. Is there any examples you can give us as well of uh, success stories that you've had? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a couple which I can't really speak about yet, but yeah. you'll see more, <laughs> uh, more in the coming months. But one of the, one of the big ones that I can definitely um, speak more about is, is with MediaMarkt Saturn. So they're um, the biggest electronics retailer in, in Europe. They have um, over 1,100 stores and they're spread ac across multiple countries. And, um, and they, are, um, they are the guys that came to us and said, okay, how can we identify the data gaps we have and the missing pieces that we could then collect by having autonomous robots in our stores? And then how can we put together a, a long-term business integration to make sure that our company can fully utilize the data and not only can we run more efficiently, but we can then uncover new ways of maximizing the, um, the usage and the efficiencies of our store in each location as well. Uh, that, and so you mentioned the business was founded in 2015. You're still quite a young business. Um, you've, you've got a couple of products out there on the market. How do you see the business innovating in the future? And, um, and what are your ambitions for Bots and Us going forward? Yeah, it's it's a it's a good question. It's a it's an open-ended question because you know you, you had a, a clear idea a year and a half ago, I guess, and then you get something like the COVID pandemic and sort of like the whole world starts shifting and moving in different directions. Um, one of the things we did as a company is we wanted to make our technology really modular. So we we didn't just look at the software modules per se, but we looked at the hardware. How can we make the robots that we build in-house be as modular and as easy to adapt to future customer use cases. So this modularity and this sort of like platform approach really allows us to focus on, on other things in the future, whether it's sort of like picking robots, robots that are designed for different environments. It's very, very easy for us to spin it around and to make sure that we are on the best possible route to really become de facto standard in, in real-time data gathering, in dynamic spaces and in, in the locations that we're working with. So it's, it's really sort of like the modularity and the approach we took that allows us to continuously innovate and it allows us to continuously perfect our platform and our technology. Uh, and I wonder actually with your, you mentioned say your bots can speak in different languages, does that also mean that as a business you can uh, sell across many different markets in different languages as well? Yeah, so that's that's another important thing is is again sort of like the ability to to create a product that can obviously not apply just to the to the UK or just to Europe, but also can be suitable for America, for Asia, and so on and so forth. So again, that was that was a really important um, a really important point in the way we've we've built the tech, and I guess the other really important point that goes hand in hand with that is the fact that we have um, we have seamless over the year updates. So if you have robots deployed in one country and you've perfected specific modules for that, you can then upgrade your entire fleet. So your international fleet of robots basically overnight becomes more intelligent and they can learn new skills and evolve and adapt. So your, your products can really innovate over time and, and become more intelligent, essentially, and, and you can better serve your customers over time is, is, the, is the ambition. Yeah, exactly. So, and like I said, we want to become the, the industry standard, the go-to company for autonomous real-time data capture. Hmm. Part, part of that is how do you make your fleet of robots generate very, very large data sets that you can then reuse and repurpose to make your technology, to make your autonomy stack and everything else a robots can do better 
and faster and more efficient. Uh, it's been brilliant hearing uh, you talk about your product and bots and us and your business and uh, and also how that's applying into the world that we're seeing, particularly in the COVID time and as we move hopefully into a post-COVID time of uh, the importance of technology in uh, supplying businesses with that data-driven approach and that customer-centric approach. So um, thank you very much, Andrew, for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure on my side. Thanks for having me. Thank you.